Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. And I'm welcoming myself back because it has been a long time since Thinking Outside the Boombox has posted an episode, since you all have been able to hear my voice. And it's for good reason. You know, a brother winning, tied the knot. Got married, went on a two-week honeymoon outside of the country, you know, so I had a lot going on. You know, I graduated, got a master's, you know, it was a busy, it was a busy time for your boy. Um, And so, you know, a lot of things were occupying my time. I couldn't get to the computer, to the studio to, you know, drop an episode for the people, but it's all done. I got the ring on my finger. I got the diploma on my shelf. I got the tan on my skin from the vacation. Your boy is back. So this is track number 53, uh, Thinking Outside the Boombox. I'm coming to you with another dope episode. And I promise, I promise you, you will not have to go that long without hearing my voice again. You can consider that a promise. Mark it down. Um, This week, I'm very excited because it's been a long time. A lot has happened since I last talked to you all. The last episode, uh, Kendrick has just just released his album, Damn, and I'll talk to you a bit about that. So much has happened from then to now, and we're going to talk about a few of those things, but for the most part, we're trying to stay current. You know, we're moving on. Uh, I am going to mention a few things that I think you all should check out from that were released from when I was out. But for the most part, we're going to keep it pushing, and I'm going to do my best to make sure that I'm giving you all current news um, from here forward. So as the format goes, let's start the podcast off with a song of the week. 
So the song of the week, if you remember, um, I wanted the songs uh, of the week for this, you know, second year of the podcast to be, you know, new songs, you know, some current songs that maybe um, you might not have been hip to to put the spotlight on a few artists. So uh, the song of the week for this week is by an artist called Her, H.E.R. Um, similar to Division, um, the OVO Sound uh, singer, Her is mysterious, or so we thought. Um, they just started releasing music under this pseudonym. There were no pictures. It was just this woman singing some amazing R&B. And it really captured me just like Division did when those Division tracks just appeared on Apple Music. Uh, it was the same way with this one. Um, so she's released two EPs so far. Um, I believe it's her volume one and her volume two or something like that. They're all on Apple Music and probably on Spotify and all of that. Um, but you know, I rock with the Apple over here. Um, and it's fantastic. She has an amazing voice. The arrangements are great. The songwriting is great. She has a cover of Drake's Jungle from If You're Reading This Is Too Late, and it is fantastic. Um, so, you know, her uh, identity isn't so uh, mysterious anymore um, through the Internet. Um, the people track down her identity via that jungle um, uh, sorry, that jungle cover, um, that she posted because, uh, the actual person also posted that same song a few years before the her moniker happened. So they traced it that the two versions were the same. And it's a woman named Gabby Wilson, um, who, you know, she did some stuff at the BT Awards. She was one of those music matters, like new people to watch type stuff, um, you know, she famously was on the Maury show performing Fallen by Alicia Keys. Um, you know, so, you know, she was a, you know, a child talent. And now she's a for real, for real talent, like a, an adult talent. Um, so the song that I want uh, to play you a little bit of and the song of the week is called Still Down by her h.e.r. and you can find that on all of your music platforms um after the song plays i will be right back with the press play segment welcome back to thinking outside the boombox it is now time for the press play segment the press play segment is where i keep you enlightened on um all the news that is going on in the hip-hop and r&b world so it's typically broken up into three segments things you should check out things that are rumored, and uh, any albums that were uh, recently released or any upcoming albums. So the format's going to be a little bit different this week. I'm going to give you things to check out. The rumor mill is very dry. Um, so instead, I'm going to, since I've been gone for you know a couple months, I'm going to very briefly mention and talk about some albums that have been released while I was gone and just let you know which ones are definitely worth you checking out. And then, of course, I'll tell you the ones that are uh, coming up. So things to check out. Very first on the list this week um, are a few music videos that I think are worth your attention. The first, Kendrick Lamar dropped off the music video for Element. Um, the 
I believe, fourth or fifth track off of Damn. Um, it's pretty dope. Kendrick has gotten really good um, over the past few years at music videos. I don't know how much of the vision is his and how much that can be attributed to his video directors, but this video is pretty good. Um, it's not, not one of the best, because he's, he's had some pretty outstanding videos. All Right was a dope video, um, but it's it's good, and you know, uh, Humble was a dope video. Sorry, that one just came to mind, um, but it's good. It's good to see him still, you know, pushing the promotion of what may be uh, the album of the year, even though it's got some contenders. Um, but you should definitely check that out. Also, uh, DJ Khaled, he's dropped off a number of videos, but this is the one that I think is, um, you know, the best in that he dropped off the video for Wild Thoughts with Rihanna and Bryson Tiller. And man, that video is flames. Um, you know, Rihanna, Rihanna is pretty amazing. And just the fact that she blesses us through the majority of this video with her swag and her presence is you know is a service in itself um bryson tiller makes a an appearance even though it (laughs) seems kind of disjointed from wherever rihanna and dj khaled are um but the video is worth you checking out so check that one out as well um other things you could check out there were a number of covers um there's this woman named ray black uh she's a british singer who was born in nigeria um she did a cover uh, with BBC. She did a cover of Wild Thoughts. Um, great segue. Um, but she interpolated... Uh, uh, sorry. She interpolated Survivor. No, sorry. Not Survivor. Independent Women Part 1 by Destiny's Child. Um, in the performance, it was kind of a mashup. And it's pretty tight. And not only that, but she also started it off... Um, by mashing up the song that Wild Thoughts is sampled off of, Maria Maria by Carlos Santana. So, you know, just the trio of those songs together, hearing them, it was pretty fantastic. So you'll definitely want to check that out. And as you know, everything that I mentioned here um, will be featured in the podcast newsletter, which you can find at thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. Um... So, yeah, definitely check that out. Another cover you can check out is Khalid, you know, the one that's got the location song, the save song. He did a cover of Lost by Frank Ocean, and that was also a pretty dope um, cover. You know, he's got an amazing voice, um, and he really does that song justice. So you'll definitely want to check that out. Um, Continuing on this covers theme, Chance the Rapper did a Tiny Desk uh, performance with NPR. You know, that's where NPR gets artists together in an intimate setting that is literally an office um, and has them perform a few tracks. Chance got up there. He performed Juke Jam. You know, he had Social Experiment with him. He performed a poem that he wrote on the way to the office. And then he did a cover of, um, uh, forgive me, I need to... Um, look up the name of this real quick because I don't have it in my notes. They Won't Go When I Go. So it's a song by Stevie Wonder. I had never heard of it, um, but I listened to the Stevie Wonder song after I heard Chance's cover, and they're both fantastic. So Stevie Wonder's version, is the original is 
amazing and chance's version is amazing so you'll definitely want to check that out and if you don't want to check this out in like video form um npr has a podcast for all of their tiny desk um performances i'm pretty sure it's called tiny desk if you put that in apple music or wherever and so they have an audio and a video podcast so if you don't want to go to the npr site to see this um you can download the video podcast where you can see the videos on your phone or you can download the audio podcast where you can just hear it um i usually like to watch it because it's cool to see the artists in these intimate settings but listening works just as well um so you definitely want to check that out chance the rapper is on top right now and he did a pretty good job with that um some more uh, things you should check out video wise the roots and pharrell the roots annual picnic in philadelphia i think this might be in the 10th year um they were on stage together um performing for the picnic and they did uh break you off um and i still love you um kind of like a combination of them and it's fantastic. Black Thought is rapping. Pharrell's coming with the vocals. Tyler Creators in the in the crowd, like getting his life. You know, it was it was a great combination of things that make this performance one to absolutely watch. It's really dope. Um, so definitely make sure you check that out. Um, Vince Staples was on Breakfast Club with Charlemagne, DJ Envy, and Angela Yee. Vince Staples is one of the wokest rappers out there, and he's just a, a young dude that really just gets it. Um, and he really showcases that in the Breakfast Club interview. Um, the dude is intelligent and just an all-around like entertaining person to talk to slash watch. So you'll definitely want to check out that interview. Breakfast Club also has a podcast if you want to just listen to the interview rather than watching it. So you can look for that as well. Um, Nardwar, you know, the infamous interviewer, um, who does tremendous research on all of his subjects, hit up Party Next Door for an interview that I never thought would happen because Party Next Door doesn't do too many interviews. And it was pretty dope. Party Next Door was definitely high, but, you know, Nardwar came through, um, surprising him with stuff that he knew that party next door didn't think he know and party next door is very personable it was a dope interview to watch so check that out as far as um some songs you should check out uh party next door released um his colors to uh ep and there's a song on there called freaking you and on ovo sound radio i think a couple weeks ago or two episodes ago drake premiered a remix of freaking you and it it's pretty good. It's, you know, one of those remixes where it's like, Drake, we all remember why you're at the top of this. Because Drake's feature game is pretty great. And this was a prime example of that. So you'll definitely want to check that out. Um, SZA um, released her album Control. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And she is going on tour. Um, wow, somebody is having a great time in the hallway um she's going on tour starting august 16th in richmond virginia and that will continue all the way through december in st louis missouri she's hitting up all the big spots so if you want to check out SZA on tour you'll definitely want to hit up and get some tickets all of that information will be in the uh 
podcast newsletter. Jay-Z's going on tour. Um, by the time you hear this, I believe general admission, uh, general audience tickets are on sale tomorrow. The pre-sales have been going on. But 444, which we'll be talking about in the Dig Deeper segment, um, he's going on tour to support that. So, you know, who knows if this is his last album, but... You probably don't want to miss, if it is, and this is like one of his last tours, you probably don't want to miss your last chance to see Jay-Z. I have a feeling it's not his last, but just in case, and just if you're a general fan of Jay-Z, you want to check this out. So that information will be in the newsletter as well. Um, Also, uh, Tyler, the Creator, is dropping a new album. He released a song called Boredom. He's released a couple songs, and the album has also leaked, but I've somehow become a more patient person and i don't listen to leaks anymore and i just wait for the albums to drop so um i haven't heard it but he did release the song boredom and it's a pretty dope song it reminds me of you know some of the songs that uh he he did on wolf which i think is one of my favorite tyler albums so it's tight it's got that nice like soulful like laid back like summery feel and tyler's giving his verses it's it's dope so you'll definitely want to check out boredom by tyler the creator and then finally a couple of things regarding kendrick lamar um one Kendrick's also on tour right now for the damn tour um, with like Travis Scott and I think Drum. Um, And so he has released a website of all of his pop up shops. So he's going to have pop up shops, I think, on the days of like a lot of the different shows he's doing where you can go and get like merch before the concert all day before the concert. So if Kendrick is coming to your town, a um, you'll want to try and get tickets if they aren't already sold out. And B, if you want to get some merch and want to see if he's going to ha- have a pop-up shop in your town, you'll want to go to this website. So check that out in the newsletter as well. Um, finally, Kendrick Lamar did an interview with Interview Magazine um, where Dave Chappelle interviewed him. And it was a very um, interesting and insightful interview. So you'll want to check that out as well. Um, rumor mill is dry. So what I do want to talk about is a few albums that dropped while I was on break that I think you should check out. One, Funk Wave Bounces Volume 1 by Calvin Harris. That's the wave. And that's not a pun. Like, it is the wave. Listen to that album. It's like DJ Khaled because he's Calvin Harris gets all these like features on it. But it's like for like dance, pop, dance, summer music. And it's tight. It's tight. Like, the features work well. The music, like, makes you want to dance. It is it is very exciting. I never thought that I'd be excited for a Calvin Harris album, but I was and I am. Check that out. I'm excited for whatever Volume 2 drops because it seems like he's kind of reached a shift in, you know, the type of music that he's making. So I think that's dope. Speaking of DJ Khaled, check out Grateful. Grateful was tight. You know, his son Asai was the executive producer, came through with some dope tracks. He's got a track with Chance that is, you know, very unique and interesting, but it, it still goes. Got a nice gospel sample. Shout out, sample. Shout out to Marvin Sapp. Um, uh, you know, and then, you know, the second half of the album is very trap heavy, which I thought was very interesting. But, you know, you get some decent verses from Nas. Travis Scott is on a few songs a lot of future <laughs> you know there's a song that's just migos called major bag alert it's it's one of the better dj Khaled albums so i think you should definitely check that out 
Vince Staples delivered Big Fish Theory. Um, he talks about that in that Breakfast Club interview. You should check that out. But also, the album is dope. It's kind of different from the past album we got for Vince Staples. Um, the production is more like, you know, dance and electronic. But, you know, the message and the, the bars are the same. You definitely want to check out this experimental thing from Vince Staples. 2 Chains dropped off Pretty Girls like trap music. That was dope. Um, it's it's trap music, it's what you think, but 2 Chains is always, always an entertainer, and he gives you some dope tracks, and it's also just a fun album to listen to. SZA dropped off Control, and it is fantastic. The vulnerability, the the raw rawness and passion in her voice comes through very well. She's got some some hit, some immediate hits on there, like Broken Clocks, um, The Weeknd, and of course, you know, Love Galore from one of the singles. Uh, so definitely check that out. She comes through. Bryson Tiller dropped off True to Self. I don't know if that was out um, last time I had an episode, but there's two songs on that album that I listen to probably every day, and that's Teach Me a Lesson and like Set It Off. Those are two pretty solid tracks, and the album in general is pretty good. It's it's what we you know expected from Bryson. Finally, Twenty One Savage dropped off his album last week called It's an Album, and. I think it's worth you checking out. You know, he's not he's not a rapper who's for me, but I, I listen to it because, you know, got to for the research and everything. And, you know, I think it's worth a listen. I, I don't know if I'll I'll probably listen to it again um, to suss out if this is something that's going to stick around for me. But, you know, it's I think it, it's worth a listen. And he he delivers more than you think he would from, you know, his persona. Like he's actually got you know something to say and even though a lot of that like gr- like grimy like gritty violent rap is there there's also a little bit more so i think that's worth checking out as far as the upcoming and rec- uh, upcoming albums um tomorrow uh well actually you might get this after midnight but either way friday july 14th french montana is dropping off jungle rules off the um hit single he has unforgettable with sway lee um next friday title the creator drops off scumfuck flower boy yes weird title but that's probably gonna be a good album um meek mill is also dropping off wins and losses next friday where he says that they will address everything so we'll see what that means and then july 28th amine i think is how you say his name he has that caroline single is dropping off his album good for you so you definitely want to check that out um, so we're going to have a short break, and when I come back, I will be back with the Dig Deeper segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. Let's get started with the Dig Deeper segment for this week. So, as you know, Jay-Z himself dropped off um, his 13th studio album, 444. That is 4, colon, 4, 4. Um, 
You know I had to talk about this. Jay-Z is one of my favorite rappers. Um, when I did the very first episode of Thinking Outside the B- Boombox, I delivered my top five, and Jay-Z made the list, and he is still on that list. He's a legend in the game. Um, as you know, Beyonce, his wife, dropped off her heralded Lemonade album last year where she pretty much details that he may have cheated and that they went through this whole thing where she left and they had to rebuild their relationship, but she accepted him back, all of this. Um, so everybody, you know, was like, okay, Jay-Z has to drop an album to address this. That's definitely going to happen. His next album has to address this or else, like, why are we listening? Like, we can't have another album of you talking about the street shit when your wife just dropped an album like this. Um... So he dropped off on July 4th weekend, 444, which, you know, has already gone platinum with due to him, similar to how he did with Magna Carta Holy Grail, where Sprint Cut and Title had like a, you know, little collaboration where you could listen to it exclusively through Title and if you were a Sprint customer, yada yada. So he went platinum already just off that. But um, it was indeed the inevitable response to Beyonce's Lemonade album. Um, it's a solid album where we see Jay-Z wax poetic um, over some solid, solid No ID beats who produced the whole album. And it should be worth noting that this is the first time Jay has only worked with one producer on an album. So that's a big deal. Um, and, you know, No ID pushed Jay to get personal on this album, and he urged him to tell stories and tell the audience, you know, things that they didn't know. Um, and this is our, you know, Rolling Stone had an article with no uh, interview with No ID where he talked about all this. I'm not just I don't have No ID's number. I didn't talk to him on the phone about this, but this is what he said. And, you know. The album is very sample heavy. Every single song features a sample, mostly soul samples. Um, And this is because at the time, so No ID, when Jay-Z first approached No ID, like, yo, you got anything for me? He was like, no, because he wasn't inspired. And he decided to, you know, try to get inspired and get better because of something that like Quincy Jones said. And he decided to do this 500 idea thing where he comes up with 500 ideas and he was trying to push his boundaries. And, you know, he was on this musical journey about getting better and he didn't want to let himself hinder himself. So he said that one of the things that he, you know, is because of the sample business, sampling is great. But at the same time, there's a business side of it because you have to get samples cleared. And, you know, someone who was trying who wasn't trying to not be inhibited by this would just not sample because you want to deal with that. But this time he was like, no, this is my musical journey. I... You know, sampling is an instrument, and I want to explore that aspect of it rather than worrying about the business side. So the album is sample heavy. Um, My expectations about this album, I expected Jay to address Lemonade. I expected this to be his last album. Um, Do I think that this is his last album now? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Nothing he said on this makes me think this is his last album. Um... Did I think that it should have been his last album before I heard this? Yes. Do I think that it has to be now? No. Um, I expected to hear the Jay-Z from Song Cry. You know, that vulnerable Jay-Z, um, this Jay-Z from, um, oh, what is the name of that song from Blueprint 2? 
Um, it's like soon everything will change or something like that. It's all blueprint too. I need to get back to you on that. Um, actually, no, I'm not. You you need to know now. Hold on, I'm going to pull up title because I just can't do that um, on this podcast, and I need you to know what song I'm talking about because it's actually a pretty dope Jay Z song. Um, it is called. Wow, I thought I found it, and then I didn't find it. Okay, I'm going to continue to look for this while um, we complete this podcast, and hopefully at some point I'll be able to find it. Um, but anyway, the Jay-Z that um, is vulnerable and you know really puts himself out there and talks about you know what's actually going on in his life and is not just talking about you know the street shit you know what i mean like like you know not not for nothing jay-z can back up every single thing that he's ever said um but sometimes people just wanted to hear you know that vulnerable jay-z the jay-z from never change you know the jay-z from song cry um and that's fair so I expected to hear that Jay-Z because, I mean, he's talking about the falling apart of his marriage. Like, I expected to hear that. What I did not expect it to be, the album uh, to be, was as much of a tell-all as it seems to be. Um, so let's let's jump into the album. It's 10 tracks, so I want to go through it track by track um, and talk about some of the things that Jay-Z gets into and why this is important. So he starts off the album with Kill Jay-Z. Now, this is important um, because so before the album dropped, Jay-Z, so a a few years ago, all right, so there's so many layers to this. So Jay-Z has always been known as J-Z. A few years ago, he dropped the hyphen and he went as Jay-Z, like J space capital Z. Before he dropped the album, he put the hyphen back in. Like he made a, a like a physical effort. He's like, I am going as J hyphen Z again. And when you listen to this Kill Jay Z song, and when you see it, it's Kill Jay Z without the hyphen. So this song was meant to be Jay Z talking to his ego, talking to the old Jay Z, the Jay Z that he recently was without the hyphen. Now he is back. Now he is Jay-Z with the hyphen. So he's talking to an older version of himself, the version that cheated on Beyonce, and he's declaring him dead. You know, he's berating old Jay-Z for the choices that he made. Um, He also takes some subs at Kanye and Future. And, you know, the choices that he berates old Jay-Z for is like, you know, um, you know, the incident with Beyonce, he doesn't like all the way address it. He'll get to that on the title track. Um, but you know, he's like, yo, you could have messed up and, you know, had somebody in the future playing with your son, playing football with your son, which is a sub to future. And the fact that Russell Wilson is playing football with his son. Um, he also comes at Kanye. He's like, yo, you were loyal to Kanye. And then gave, you know, gave him money only for him to like rant about you on stage. And, you know, all of this so right off the bat let me mention no id gives jay-z the best production jay-z could have had for this album every song every sample is 
like mixed flawlessly. It it is chosen flawlessly, and Jay Z actually is listed as a co-producer for a few tracks because he gave No ID the idea, like, yo, this song should be sampled in here. But No ID produced every beat flawlessly. It's fantastic. It's one of the most well-produced albums I've ever heard. And um, Jay goes off on this. He, you know, the flow is kind of off in a bit of it. And that was one of the thing, one of the issues I had with the album is that his flow is kind of like offbeat on some of them. And it was like, yo, is Jay Wash? Can he not rap anymore? But, and that's how I felt after listening to this album for the first time. But I've, I've come to let go of that. But, you know, this is Jay right off the bat saying, yo, the Jay-Z that you knew is dead and he made all these wrong choices and I recognize that and I've taken steps to to change that and I no longer want to be that man. So that's interesting. He the second song, The Story of OJ, this is Jay on some like financial advisor type shit. Like he basically like lambast the rap game for blowing money in the strip club and stunting on Instagram. He talks about how credit and investment and like art dealing, you know, and just general investment is how you need to, you know, make your way in the world. He talks about how he wants to leave something for his kids. And that's why he's like, people always talk to me about always talking about art, but he's like, yo, this art I bought for 1 million is now worth eight and it's going to be worth 20 million. I'm going to leave it to my kids. And now what are you laughing at? And so it's just a very interesting take from Jay-Z. You know, it's un he's he's preached black excellence before. Watch the throne and Magna Carta Holy Grail. He was all about that, like, yo, excellency. But that was more like rich opulence where he was throwing these like outrageous riches in our face <laughs> on those two albums, along with Kanye and Watch the Throne. But now it's more of a like, yo, this is something that we all can do lift up the black community let's invest in ourselves like it's it's some like real stuff that people need to hear and something that um you don't really hear from rappers nowadays you know um it uses a brilliant interpolation of nina simone's four women um which is a song where four women of different colors explain their experiences in society um four women of different colors and like different shades um and in this song jay says it doesn't matter if you're lighter dark rich or poor being black is hard in this racist society so get your money up basically and it's just um and he uses also the oj reference about how oj got to this point where he was like i'm not black i'm oj um where he's like yo in this society your color your skin matters and so you need to make sure that you're taken care of um He's been, it's very interesting. I believe this album is also a visual album because for the past two weeks since it's been released, um, or like weeks and a half, he's released a music video for a song and then followed it up with a footnotes, which features him um, talking to like celebrities and famous black people. Uh, black, famous black male celebrities and people of color in general, males of color in general, um, about the topic of the song. And in the footnotes video, it centers more about how racist the society is and how black people have to work to survive in it. And the actual video is this animated video in the style of how they used to make black people with the big lips and stuff. But it's it's a dope video. 
Um, so I, you know, it's all on title. The album itself is on Apple Music and title. I'm not sure if it's on Spotify, but you can't watch unless you watch some grainy version on YouTube. Pretty sure you have to have title to watch these footnote videos and these music videos. So the exclusivity part still comes into play there. But um, the footnotes are excellent. If you can somehow get your hand on a title subscription or a free trial, you should because it's him talking to like very famous people and I'll talk about this more on 444 um about their experiences with this. So this song is dope. It's Jay being a 47-year-old rapper out here giving us like grown man advice and it's something that is definitely needed and I appreciate him on it. And it's over a dope beat and it's just it's it's hard. Like that's that's some dope stuff. Um the song is also oh so the next song is called Smile. Um, this song is about letting your bad memories and your past make your future even greater because of your experiences. Um, his mom, Gloria Carter, came out in the first verse when Jay talks about how, you know, his mama was a lesbian. He always had to pretend that she was a thespian. He doesn't really care if it's a him or a her. It's a really touching verse. Um, and it seems that Jay has really taken this change man thing to heart because there's absolutely some things from his past songs where this attitude was not reflected in the things that he said so you know it's very interesting in this song that we're seeing a different side of jay-z he even mentions in this song that he has a therapist you know it's it's things that like black men in general need to hear and especially black rappers now it's interesting a lot of like men and i couldn't really understand this on the internet we're talking about how like this album was their Lemonade, which doesn't really make sense to me because Lemonade was an album that um, where Beyonce was lifting up black women and saying like, yo, you can go through this. Uh, I'm like, if I can go through this and you can, but there's a light in the tunnel, you can be strong. All, all of this. It was very uplifting for black women and it was for them and the message was clear. But what Jay-Z talks about on this album and especially the fact that he like people were saying that this was men were saying that this was their lemonade and the fact that like yo now y'all wanted to um talk about you know the beyonce side of things like now this is my side but they were doing that for the wrong reasons like jay-z is saying like yo i fucked up like this is you know i fucked this up and this is my issue and i had to humble myself and it's it's not jay-z saying like yo go and cheat on your 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 wives because if I can do it then you could like it's it's not that type of album he's humble and apologetic and uh like it's not like it can be the lemonade for men but for a totally different reason because it's an album that shows you like yo look what happened to this man you don't want to do what he did he's trying to tell you He's hove did that so you don't have to go through that essentially is what it is so need to be looking at it from different perspective and like yo take the advice that he is given not the actions that he did to get to this album you feel me um this smile song is so dope it ends with um his mother giving like a uh reading a poem it's just such a dope song you know hove's verse Hove's third verse is straight flames, the cadence, the flow, the bars. It is top notch Hove, like from start to finish. Like this is like 
if you ever had any doubts about Jay-Z and if he still has it, this is one of the songs where you're like, yo, he absolutely does still have it. Like, I'm listening to Straight Flames. Like, the third verse, um, the third verse of Smile itself, like, just some of the things he says and the way he says it, it's just fantastic. And it's a long verse. Like, I mastered my aesthetics. I know you often heard me wax poetic about being back in the Lexus, but trust me, that was nothing. A nigga up in the hundreds of millions. I have no ceilings. Ah, this that feeling. I'm that boy. Anita Bakers, you bring me joy. Slapping out the Troy. The separation is clear. Yo, he's he's giving us bars. Bars. Capital B-A-R-S. Um... And I, I really do appreciate that, especially. And, you know, this song is also a big deal because it samples Stevie Wonder's song. And Stevie Wonder stopped clearing samples in 2015. So the fact that he listened to what how this song was going to be and he saw enough in it to clear this, that's when you know this is real. The next song caught their eyes. Shout out to Frank Ocean for the feature on this song. He's been featured on three Jay-Z albums in a row now, if you include Watch the Throne. Um, it's a dope song. Uh, Jay-Z addressed Prince's estate and how Tidal and Princess they have a beef because, uh, I think they were trying to sue Tidal because they had put Prince's music on there after he died. And they're currently like, Jay-Z was like, yo, I talked to Prince after he died. He told me what he like wanted to do with his music and you all are messing up the vision. Talked about how they like sold tickets to go through his house. Like Jay-Z was coming at the Prince estate. Um, the song he also said is about being aware of your surroundings. He also possibly took some more Kanye subs. Like throughout the album, it keeps coming back to like, yo, is that a Kanye sub? Like I think he's for sure. I don't need to go into like all the things he specifically said, but it seems like there may be some like the Kanye Jay Z relationship may be done. Like Kanye actually pulled out of title because of like three million dollars that title supposedly owes him from the life of pablo stuff um there may be some lawsuits coming like it's getting ugly i think that is that's definitely done so let's get to the the crux of the album as jay-z calls it 444 the titular track this track was basically jay-z's lemonade so he said he woke up at so no id said that no ID says this and Jay says this that Jay-Z woke up at 4.44 in the morning to wrote to write this song. The runtime of the song is four minutes and forty-four seconds. Like the detail of this track is incredible. And it's straight up just a full apology track. He talks about him and Beyonce's relationship, the stillborn baby, um, him cheating. Like he admits the fact that he cheated on Beyonce, possibly in a threesome. Um even more, he delved into how he has to deal with the fact of his kids finding out and how that'll hurt him and how, like, the destruction of that world for them, how that's going to, like, be with him forever. You know, this is the Jay-Z from Song Cry, but it's much more mature, and you don't see this vulnerability from most male rappers, and this is one of the biggest rap legends ever. I read a blog post from a woman on the internet and i'll put this in the newsletter as well it's called 443 where she talks about how there are all these men who 
use black women and their love to better themselves. Like they trample over like black women in the or women in general in the process of bettering themselves just for those black women not to reap the benefits of them getting better because of how they hurt them. And it's basically called 443 because she's like, yo, there are so many relationships that are from zero to 443, but the women don't get that 444 where they get the Jay-Z realization, yo, I messed up, I humbled myself, I needed to change everything, how they don't get to that point. It's such a moving blog post, and I urge you all to read it, um, because she she lays all that out in such an amazing way. Um, but Jay-Z's song cry was that 0 to 443. This song is his 444, where like he did all the things and he came to that realization, but in song cry, like he was still just like one of them niggas who wasn't he didn't come to that realization he did wrong but he wasn't didn't really like realize how it was his fault or why um the footnotes to this song is incredible it features so many men of color chris paul will smith kendrick lamar meek mill chris rock mahershala ali anthony anderson and so more and it's just them like some of them are like surrounded and in a room like in a circle like with jay-z and they're all talking about you know the situation and like relationships and some of them are just being interviewed separately but they talk about their fathers they talk about relationships they talk about marriage and being raised under hyper masculinity jay-z explicitly talks about how humbling himself to fix his marriage is one of the hardest things he's had to do because he was never really taught that one of the quotes that strand stands out when he was talking to all these people about like their fathers he was like yo their super strength and their street smarts was at like a 10 but their emotional wisdom was at like a zero and it's just such an interesting thing to see jay-z talk to all these like fame famous people of color aziz ansari was in there about like relationships and how you know this situation he talks about how he had to play this he played not how he had to but how he played this album for beyonce because they came to the realization like yo we have to be completely honest from here on and how he's not going to say that it wasn't uncomfortable because it was but it's something that he had to do and you can just you can see the growth in this jay-z this is such a different jay-z i see why he had to bring the hyphen back and get rid of the one without the hyphen because we don't need that nigga like this is this Jay-Z is on another level and it's it a lot of people address this song because he like finally he like admits that he cheated on Beyonce but we all knew that like we all knew the elevator incident was about this we all knew from after we listened to Lemonade that this happened but just the way that this song plays out and it's also over a really amazing soul sample um of this song by um, Hannah Williams, um, Late Nights in Heartbreak. Um, so it's a really good soulful, soulful sample, and Jay-Z just waxes poetic, and it's just a straight apology track, and it's pretty fantastic. Um, one of the best songs of, of the album, and one of the best songs Jay-Z's ever written, and it's and it's from so many levels. So I, I really appreciate this track. It's my favorite track off the album. Um and it's just, it was interesting. This is the Jay-Z I wanted to hear. And he just, he told us way more than I thought he would tell us. But that's just how much he's like, yo, I'm putting myself out there. I had to save my marriage. And that's that's a dope thing to hear him have to admit. Because um, it's something that we just like speculated that happened from the Lemonade album. 
So the next track, Family Feud, there's so much sauce in this track. First of all, he has Beyonce, like, throwing some amens, you know, in the background. You know, the track after he came clean and apologized, he has Beyonce featured on it. It's just like, these these niggas are fine. Like, they're good. And this was just a reminder, like, yo, I had to do all of that, but don't act like, you know, we're still going through that right now. Like, we're good. Like, here's B on the track. Like... There's more bragging on this one, possibly some, you know, fun shots at Drake. But really, there's like so many levels to this song. You know, he's coming at the new niggas for talking about, you know, him being old, which is where the Drake thing might come in about how like, yo, like, why are you coming at me? Like, don't you want to be, would you rather be the rich me or the new, the old rich me or the new you? And so, but he also comes at the old old heads for hating on the new rappers like style he's like tupac had a nose ring while we hating on these new rappers for how they're dressing and stuff um he basically talks about like yo no one wins when the family feuds and he takes that like three ways like the old generation versus the new generation no one wins when they feud he talks he calls bill cosby pill cosby which i thought was very interesting and funny but he talks about how like yo people like Bill Cosby and Al Sharpton were the old to his new and they didn't really like they were like coming against us for stuff that they didn't really know everything about he's like yo no one wins when the family feuds like we need to come together as a culture old and new um to get this done no one wins when the family feuds also talking about within the black community and how there's like you know this like light skin dark skin thing he's like yo no one wins when the family feuds we need to just all come together as a culture support black businesses also his relationship no one wins when the family feuds he talks about his relationship and how um you know he had to humble himself and all that and like they're at their best when they're together the wordplay in this song is incredible. The way that he addresses this family feud thing from three angles is incredible. Um, also one of the best songs off the project. I really appreciated that one. The next song is Bam. This one features Damien Marley on the track, and it really slaps. Like, he comes through with the fuck all that pretty Sean Carter shit, nigga, ho. Like, he basically is like, yo... I had to give y'all at least one Fire Flame track from the old days. And on this this song, you know, he reminds you that you had to have some sort of ego to get to this point. And he reminds us about how he used to run back in the old days. He's like, this is the whole this is the whole of talking about the bricks that he sold and like backing up what he was talking. And it's just like, yo, all that pretty stuff that I just gave you, like all of that, like all of that's real. But I have to divert from that at least once and give you some of this brick talk. And it was well wanted because him with the Damian Marley on the track, like it, it's a pretty great track. And it just reminds us like, yo, he is still one of the greatest of all time. He still has it. Um, also, there were some more Kanye subs on this. So, you know, you know how that goes. Um, but it's a dope track. If you if you, I mean, if you're not trying to be progressive and listen to Hove, like be real and like mature and you just want something that's can, you can play up in the club and like, you know, sell some drugs to then bam is your song there you go um moonlight is the next track so in this one he's criticizing the rap game for not having any uniqueness you know he talks about how they have the same flows it's like skirt this skirt that he also addresses how the black community is in la la land and how even when like we get a win we get treated a loss because society doesn't respect us and all of that he preaches independence from the record labels as well this is just hove again coming with the with the real 
real advice and message. So that's also dope. The next song, Marcy Me. This is, you know, he's from the Marcy Projects in uh, Brooklyn. This is Jay reflecting on his past experiences and his love for his neighborhood. And it's a pretty inspiring ode to his neighborhood. Hood, excuse me. And it's also just more proof of Jay's legacy, which is not a pun to the next song. But, you know, it's a it's a pretty beautiful song dedicated to his neighborhood. Legacy, the last track. I'm not going to get into the three bonus tracks because you need to buy the physical album for that. And I haven't gotten it yet. So that's just something I have to say for once. I, I'll talk about that once I actually hear them and like get them. But Legacy is the last track. And it starts with blue asking him what's a will like she says daddy what's a will and in this song jay basically discusses his family and how generational wealth is the key to success but that had to start with him because his family didn't really have anything uh, he talks about how he wants to leave enough for his kids and his family he also hypes up black investment as a way to achieve this and investing in the black community but then he also talks about his family you know his grandfather father apparently molested his aunt and he said that set the family back a bunch it led him to exploring different religions and how he like his grandfather was a preacher so he always you know connected that with christianity so that led him to explore other religions but he's thankful for that because of you know the stuff that he learned it's a dope song about jay wanting to leave something behind for his kids and also in the rap game and it was a it was a perfect ending to the album and just more of Jay talking that real talk, talking. He's rapping like a 47-year-old rapper should, but he's the best 47-year-old rapper. So it's it's coming off amazing. So I was a little off on this album after my first listen, because like I said, it seemed there were a few songs where Jay really lost interest in his flow over the beats, you know, the cadence was a little off. But I've since changed my tune. This is a masterful album with exceptional production from No ID. Jay's message is clear, concise, and it's much needed, especially all of the advice and the things that he talks about. It's stuff that everyone needs to hear, stuff that black men need to hear, stuff that these rappers need to hear. Like, this is one of the greatest rappers in the game talking that truth and also talking about like all that stuff that y'all rap about and that I once rapped about. It got me in trouble. And I got to the point where I lost and almost lost everything. And I had to change my ways. Like I had to change myself in order to not lose like my wife and kids. And that's, he spit that on wax. Like that's such a serious thing to talk about. And he did it so wonderfully. This could very well be his blueprint for, and I don't know if that's a part of the 444, but everything that he laid out, this was a blueprint. Like this could be blueprint for and you know i think it's one of the most influential albums that he's ever released it's no reasonable doubt for sure for sure but out of his like 13 studio albums is this album in his top five i think so i think so and it's also easily in contention for album of the year i think you can mark my words on this that when it comes to grammy time and when it comes to the end of the year we're going to be debating at 444 or damn, were the album of the year. And that's, I mean, there are more albums to come. It's only July, but I I have a feeling that it's going to come down to that, to 444 or damn. Um, you know, his flow's a little off on some of the songs, but in total, he delivers some of his best verses on this. And he shows that he is indeed still Jay-Z, not Jay-Z without the hyphen. He's Jay-Z with the hyphen, and he has not relinquished his crown. I... 
he could easily put out another album or two after this um, with new experiences. Like, boy, has tw- dude has twins now. Who knows what he's talk- going to talk about next? I thought this was going to be his retirement album before it happened, but then it came out and it was one of the best albums of this year. And it's like, yo, he could easily not retire. I'm, I may be interested in seeing what else he's got. Um, so I strongly, strongly recommend 444. I'm going to be knocking it for the rest of the year easily. Um, shout out to Jay-Z. Shout out to him and the entire family for just giving us some of the best music over the past two years. Like, even though, like, what they experienced was real, the fact that they were able to, like, put all that on wax and be truthful with us about what happened is very commendable. So... Shout out to that. That is all I have for the Dig Deeper segment this week. Um, go get that 444. It's on Apple Music. It's on Tidal. Find a way to... I mean, it's also leaked, but I'm not going to encourage you to do that. I mean, but do it anyway. You got to listen to the album. Um, hopefully, I will be back next week. And I know I say that every week. And then the last time I said that, I was gone for two months. But I promise you, that's not going to happen. I will be back next week with some new topics, some new things to inform you on. Thank you all for staying with me. Tell your friends. Tell them to subscribe to the podcast. Tell them to listen to it. You know, just, you know, get them on this wave because I'm back and I got big things in store. And I thank you all for sticking with me. So shout out to you all. This is the end of this week's episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. I will see you all next week. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.